Hi, the special Easter edition of the Week in Doubt podcast was originally recorded in March 2012 and was the fifth episode in the series. Content not pertaining to Easter has been excised and there have been some minor revisions. As usual, today's episode is being brought to you by Audible.com. To get a free audiobook download, visit www.audibletrial.com slash theweekendout. And happy Easter from a non-believer, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi, I'm Philip Anthony Albertelli, and welcome to the Week in Doubt Easter edition. I'm sure it's probably safe to assume that most of us are familiar with the basic premise of Easter. It's, of course, a central Christian holiday on which the resurrection of Christ is observed or celebrated, and it follows Good Friday on which the death and crucifixion of Christ are commemorated. Even though the period of time we refer to as A.D., Anno Domini, or perhaps the more PC term now is the Common Era, or CE, supposedly starts with the birth of Christ, historians are still uncertain of the exact year of Jesus' birth, which also leaves us some play in the possible range in which the death and resurrection supposedly took place as well. It's thought that the events of Jesus' death may have fallen somewhere between the years A.D. 26 and 36. People use passing historical references found in the Gospels and also outside books to try to pinpoint the date, but delving into that any further can probably eat up an entire episode on its own. The date of Easter was established during the First Council of Nicaea in 325. I have to stop for a moment and uh, say that the Council of Nicaea was one of those things that when I learned about it when I was younger, it really helped to illustrate to me the man-made nature of religion. In case you're not familiar with it, the First Council of Nicaea was a council of bishops convened by the Roman Emperor Constantine, often referred to as the First Christian Emperor. The exact nature of Constantine's evolving spiritual beliefs are still, I suppose, somewhat debatable. But anyway, the main goals or accomplishments of the council were to not only establish a date for Easter, but also attempt to settle the ongoing question of the nature of Jesus. How divine was he versus how mortal was he? Um, was he one and the same with the Father? But on the matter of Easter, the council decided that Easter should be observed the first Sunday following the Paschal full moon, um, following the vernal equinox. As for the etymology of the word Easter, and this is one of those things I thought I was pretty sure of, but I wanted to double check just in case. Uh, the word appears to come from the name of a pagan Anglo-Saxon goddess. Um, I've seen the name on paper many times and still have no idea how to pronounce it. Perhaps it's pronounced similarly to our modern pronunciation of the word Easter itself. But anyway, the name is spelled E-O-S-T-R-E. It could be E-Ostra or Eastra, I'm not sure, um, or Eoster. 
according to an English monk known as Bede or Beda, writing in the 8th century, um, pagans once held feasts to the pagan goddess around April, but the custom had been replaced by Christian Paschal celebrations, and that kind of explains how the celebration of the resurrection came to bear the name of a pagan goddess. It was pretty much Easter, as we know it, the celebration of the resurrection was pretty much grafted on top of a existing pagan holiday, which we kind of see often with um, Christmas, which I think I talked about briefly in perhaps the first episode, where the 25th of December was originally a celebration of the birth of the Persian god Mithra, Mithras, uh, who's popular in the classical world. And then there were various other pagan customs that were assimilated into Christmas along the way. Uh, Germanic customs like the burning of a Yule log or dragging evergreen trees inside the house, that type of thing. And also, of course, um, with Halloween, we have um, a Christian holiday being superimposed uh, onto an existing Celtic pagan holiday, Samhain, spelled Samhain, which is basically the Celtic New Year. Eostra, or however the heck you say that, uh, may also have been connected to certain pagan Easter symbols such as eggs and hares. Um, I guess in the U.S., rabbits. Uh, eggs and rabbits are both fertility symbols, and they they kind of reflect the vernal return of life after the bleak winter. On uh, while researching this episode, I discovered some weird rabbit facts that I'm not sure I ever want to learn. It turns out rabbits can supposedly become impregnated while already pregnant. And uh, that's something known as superfetation. Who knew? I guess that explains why they're considered fertility symbols. Uh, but I thought a fun little thing that I uh, forgot to include in the show that I wanted to bring up was the relatively new Australian custom of instead of celebrating with an Easter bunny, they now have an Easter bilby. Uh, I just I was looking for an excuse to say the word bilby. Uh, a bilby is a small Australian animal. Um, relatively small it kind of looks like a large mouse or gerbil looking at it you'd think it was one of australia's many marsupials but i don't i don't think it is it kind of looks like a rodent uh d definitely a mammal but i'm not sure uh, which genus exactly um but it does have very prominent ears which i guess is one of the reasons why it makes such a good substitute for an easter bunny um, so they've gone as far as replacing chocolate bunnies uh, with chocolate bilbies. And supposedly the purchasing of chocolate bilbies helps to spread word about the endangered species and I think also helps uh, support their preservation. And supposedly there were less uh, a type of bilby known as a lesser bilby and a greater Bilby. And this is when you're probably thinking we could have a Bilby drinking game. How many times is he going to say Bilby? 
And supposedly the lesser Bilby is now extinct. If you had to lose one of the Bilbies, maybe it should have been the lesser one. Because I guess it turns out they had a pretty nasty temperament. <laughs> Actually, I just did a little homework while recording the show. And it turns out that um, the Bilby is classified as a marsupial. I'm looking at the information online class mammalia, of course, uh, infraclass marsupialia. So I guess he is a little marsupial. Good thing I took care of that now, so I didn't have to add it to a correction list for next week. Like I say, um, I might be a non-believer, but I still love the holidays. I like any excuse to take a break from the mundane. So for me, Easter this year will probably once again be spiral ham... Uh, religious documentaries and binging on animal-shaped chocolate, which sounds all pretty good to me. So whichever way you choose to spend it, I hope Easter is a good one for you too. And this has been The Weekend Out. Thanks for listening. Oh, almost forgot. Um, I'm not sure how many of you are listening through iTunes. If so, you can visit the actual site at pelbertelli.podbean.com backslash pelbertelli is kind of one word palbertelli palbertelli.podbean.com backslash and also as I mentioned earlier you can go and like us on Facebook also any support is much appreciated thank you